Welcome to Make and Decorate, a podcast for makers who love to sew, quilt, and decorate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Make and Decorate podcast. This is episode 57 of season three, and uh, it's originally aired on October 15, 2020. So, how is everyone doing in the middle of October? I am really loving October. It's uh, my second favorite month of the year. I think September has kind of trumped October. It's always been October. But you know what? When I get into this month, I just like, no, this is my favorite month because of the colors. The the wonderful, vibrant, jewel tone colors that all of the trees turn into in October and the weather just kind of gets a little more crisp and cool. And um, I just love it. Uh, October, too, is um, kind of like a transition month, um, at least here in Chicago. A lot of us are um, transitioning our closets from summer wear to fall, winter. And I've started to do that a little bit. But I never put everything away because sure enough, um, this week we got, um, much warmer weather than it has been. So, um, it's, yeah, it's 80 degrees and sunny today and beautiful. Uh, it's going to be nice tomorrow. And then I think looking ahead by next week, we're going to be back down in the sixties, which is normal for us in October. Um, and, um, yeah, so changing your closets around, it's kind of fun to pull out clothes that you haven't worn for six months. They kind of seem fresh and new again. And, uh, you know, also like just even the food that you make and beverages that you consume, um, they change with the seasons. So uh, I think fall winter food is is just really um it's so delicious. It's it's something to look forward to because um, you eat a little bit more comfort and warm and hearty meals in the winter. Uh, so it's just um, and then I've already started with my hot tea and um, oh I gotta tell you guys about this. Um, so I I stock up and I I always have certain types of tea on hand. I absolutely love the, you know, really nice uh, posh loose leaf teas. I have a great appreciation for those. But if I were to drink those every single day, I would be baroque. <laughs> They're just too expensive. So I have those on hand for, you know, maybe on the weekends or, you know, whenever I'm feeling like it. But for the every, every day... Uh, I, I like for herbal teas, I love um, celestial seasonings. And I love their uh, black cherry tea. Uh, but there's another one that's kind of newer for me. And it is apple cranberry zinger. Oh, it is just so good. I, I just can't even tell you I love it so much. You can drink it hot. And you could also make it iced. And it just has a really just it t to me, it tastes like fall, just that 
you know, a little bit of fruity with the apples, but the cranberry is in there making a little tart. It's just so good. And herbal tea is is pretty good for you too. Um, and it helps hydrate and um, it's not expensive. Like you can, you can get tons of those and, but they're, they're delicious. So I really like celestial seasonings and I like Bigelow um, Earl Grey teas. So yeah, I've got a good combination of, you know, both types of, of tea. There is one flavor of celestial seasonings that I do steer away from, and I just don't like at all. Uh, and it is the apple cinnamon. And I would think that I would love apple cinnamon because I do, but the cinnamon in this tea is strong and uh, kind of artificial. So yeah, I don't know why they do that, but it's too strong. And for me, at least, I don't know, everybody's taste buds are different, but that that's why I love the apple cranberry because I can still get the apple flavoring, but not that overpowering uh, cinnamon flavor. And I love cinnamon. I love real cinnamon. I sprinkle it on my coffee grounds every morning when I brew my coffee. I love it. And it's very good for you. All right, enough of the tea talk. All right, let's just take care of a couple of administrative things and then we'll get right back into the fun creative stuff. So regarding the giveaway, I am going to extend it one more week until, so the deadline is Thursday, October 22nd, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I'm extending this because I noticed um, the day... Uh, that I launched this giveaway on October 1st, uh, the comments were not working on that blog post. So I apologize for that. But I um, got them back up and running um, later on in the afternoon. However, I if if anyone tried to leave a comment that day and they couldn't because it was not working, you can now go back there and the comments are working. So um, I just wanted to be able to give everyone a fair chance to add a comment. And uh, so if you tried and you couldn't, now you can. Just make sure you go to episode 56 because that is the blog post um, where the comments are entered for this uh, giveaway. Okay, so um, that's about the giveaways. And uh, just a reminder that I added the... Uh, $2 tier to my Patreon page. So Patreon is another way that you can support the podcast and get an extra bonus episode every month. So instead of the normal uh, two episodes a month, uh, except for this month, there's three Thursdays, <laughs> uh, you will get a, a third bonus episode if you are a Patreon subscriber. So I really appreciate and thank all of the Patreon subscribers. Um, it just, it means the world to me and it really does help uh, me to continue this show. Another way to support the show is to leave a review on Apple iTunes. It does really help to um, gain visibility on the Apple podcast platform and by leaving a review um, and hopefully it's a good review, <laughs> but uh, that really helps. Um, and, and just tell others about the show. If you like the show, 
and tell your friends or guild or whoever. But those are all wonderful ways that you can help support this podcast. All right, so that's it for the administrative stuff. So I have a small quilt project that I finished and I um, did the basting uh, with the layers. And so I have it pinned up onto my design board and I'm looking at it and thinking, okay, how, how am I going to quilt this? That's like, you know, every time I think that's kind of um, the next step and it sort of can be a roadblock to, to some about thinking about how you're going to quilt this quilt. So I took a photograph of it straight on and I imported it onto my iPad in the Procreate app. And then I started to create layers every time I would draw a quilt motif. This is the first time I've done this for um, trying out quilting designs. And I have to say, it was so much fun. I had so much fun. Um, so uh, we were watching the Bears game last night. And, you know, it was a Thursday night game. Uh, and it, it was just something for me to do while that was going on. Uh, because these games, I'm telling you, they can get so tense and anxious and especially, you know, our team of the bears, they just, they just always kind of like do these, you know, stupid things. And I don't know, maybe every team does, but actually so far this year, we're, I'm pretty proud of our, our team, the Chicago bears. Uh, they're like four wins and one loss so far. So I don't know, knock on wood, but um, yeah, they beat Tom Brady uh, at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that was quite a feat because it looked like we were not going to win that game at all in the first half. Okay. Anyway, I digress. Sorry, sorry, sorry for talking about football, but that's what I was doing. So when I imported this photo into Procreate, then I created a layer and then I started to draw, um, you know, my first quilt motif. And first it was just uh, kind of diagonal straight lines, 45 degree lines across it. That could be, you know, you could see it's, it's fun because you can see exactly what it's going to look like on the quilt. And I used a white color um, so that you, I could see um, what the quilting design was going to be. And um <clears throat> Then I did another layer and then I did the, the um, diagonal, the other direction so that now it was, it had a, had a diamond pattern or a harlequin pattern going across it. That looked really good. I really, really like that. So then I did another layer and there are parts of the quilt that are sort of the design. So I stopped the, um, the diamond quilting um, on the background around this uh, big motif because I didn't want it to just be sewn over it because then you would lose some of the integrity of, of that focal point. So um, then I created another layer and this is the layer where uh 
I tried several different types of free motion because I I really like when um, machine straight line quilting uh, combines with uh, more organic free motion quilting. So um, I, I started with swirls. I didn't really love it. So then I went into these loops. Well, and then I tried like, oh, it then I, here, I tried combining all this different type of free motion, like in these little tinier parts of the design. I'm like, oh, let me put the little pebbles in there. Then I'm going to switch to this. Then I'm going to, and then I'm looking at this. First of all, it's way too busy. Second of all, I'm really adding a ton of time to this quilting and it's just not necessary for this one. Uh, so because I really want the design um, motif to shine. So I really just want the quilting to enhance it. And this quilt, the quilting is not the star of the quilt. So what was fun, though, about this is that I did three layers of all different types of free motion quilt designs that I could turn on and off. So I could look at the swirls and see what it looks like as a whole. Then I could go switch that layer off and I go turn on the loops. The loops I ended up loving. I think that's what I'm going to go with. The loops were very much more loose and flowy and, uh, really did what I wanted to do and just kept it to that one motif. I didn't add any other pebbles or, or other types of quilt um, designs. So um, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, I did do another layer too, where I changed the color um, because that's the other thing on this um, motif. I think I am going to change the thread color so here I go again, adding more difficulty and time to the whole process, but uh, this will help the motif shine as well. So I think I will change the thread colors um, to, to help achieve that. But it was just so much fun. I absolutely loved it. So then my creative juices are really going and I'm thinking about my nephew's quilt. So I start designing his quilt on Procreate and um, creating the layers. And it's going to be a Mandalorian quilt for him, Star Wars. So I um, I looked up, I, I have several ideas in my head, but let me tell you, when you start putting it down on, well, either paper or in this case on the iPad, uh, for me, it just really... Um, it helps me to to just um, take it from there and and um, just uh, develop it further versus just ideas just like floating around in my head and then getting all swirled up. So I um, yeah, I have just have too many ideas going on. So I, I traced the helmet design. And that's a layer. I traced a baby Yoda. <laughs> that's a layer. And I definitely have this idea of having a star motif in there because it's Star Wars. So I've narrowed it down to those kind of like those three elements. 
uh, so that also does not get too busy and um, having fun with it. Oh my gosh, I had so much fun. So I, uh, that's about as far as I got. Uh, but uh, I'm just really looking forward to to doing this. I, I had not been utilizing it over the last few months. And um, I just, um, it's weird. You know how you learn a program and you're just still unsteady it's like it's like like when a, t- a baby st- uh, starts walking and they start doing that furniture walk <laughs> but they're they'll walk you know they have to cling on to the furniture and they'll walk alongside of it but as soon as there's nothing there to hold them up they like plop down on their butt <laughs> and that's how I think this learning process for me has gone so with the procreate, it was just getting comfortable with layers, comfortable on where things were at and how I would copy paste, make things bigger, smaller, import photos, um, like all of the features. And there's so many features in that app, but it, and it can get overwhelming. So now I'm just like, here's what I'm going to use it for. How do I get, how do I get done what I need to get done for what I want to use it for? And by kind of funneling that down, um, now I feel like I'm walking furniture free. I am walking and slowly I will get at a running pace, right? <laughs> so yeah, it's a much more fun now that I am out of that like in initial learning phase and that unsure unsureness uh, of the app. All right, just a couple more things before we get into the guest segment of this episode. So uh, I subscribe to Creative Bug, and I actually uh, have been utilizing it, so um, it's worth it, (laughs) because the second that I don't utilize something like that, then I've got to get rid of it and cancel it, because it just makes no sense uh, for that. But anyway, one of the reasons why... I do use Creative Bug a lot is that it has an app on the Apple TV. So I could easily watch it on my TV um, whenever I want. And I have been kind of watching it um, in the evenings, uh, just kind of like winding down and stuff. Um, So anyway, I started watching these um, classes from Kay Facet. And these are kind of older classes. I, I looked um, and um, what well, I can also tell from the fabric collections that he was showing on this on these videos, but uh, they're from 2013 and 2014. So you may have already seen these, but if you have not, I would say because Creative Bug always has these free trial periods and and they may be like you can get two months for five dollars. I would totally do that because uh, these classes, there's, I think there's about, maybe they've got three or four. I don't remember, but I haven't watched them all. I've only watched two of them and they are amazing. I, I just was, this is one of those things where some watching something like this just kind of takes you away into this just idyllic, (laughs) 
idyllic place. Like you're, you're, you're in a happy place and everything that was going on that day. Cause I wasn't having the best week. So, um, I, I, I wanted to, you know, I went to creative bug cause I'm like, I need to see some creativity. I need to see some of that to kind of melt away, uh, this, uh, terrible day that I've had. So it did. It absolutely did that. And I can't believe I haven't watched those yet. But the way they've got the menus, it's just really not conducive to that. You really have to like, especially these older classes, you've got to scroll and scroll and scroll. But anyway, so I'm saving you that time because now I'm telling you, go search for the K-Facet quilt classes on there. And he teams up with Liza Lucy and uh, she she does a lot of she does more of the instruction in the sewing part. And he comes on and he does the design part of the quilt explains, um, you know, the why of the design and the how of the design. And it is fabulous. I probably will watch them again. And I want I actually printed out the um instructions to make this one um this quilt so i so the first class is more of like an intro class they have geared that towards the beginning quilters but anybody can watch this class because it's not just beginning on how to sew um you know your pieces and blocks together but the design part of it is very interesting i like to see the way he approaches it uh and and, and it's just fun he also has this really cool tool or notion, and it looks like uh, a magnifying glass, like those, you know, vintagey with the handle and the round lens, but it's not a magnifying glass. He calls it a reducing glass, and the, the way they captured the camera angle of this as he was looking into the reducing glass to see how the fabrics balanced out on the design board. And then um, you could see exact, I, I could tell right away before he even said it, I was like, that light colored one is, is the one that's out of place here. And sure enough, that's what he said, but it was so much fun. I, I don't even think I've ever heard of a reducing glass before. Maybe I have, but I don't think so. Have you guys heard of a reducing glass? I, I even have to just go look that up because it just looks so much fun. And it, it, it feels like Sherlock Holmesy too. <laughs> I don't know. You got to make it fun. I love all this fun stuff. I love fun tools and notions. So uh, it, yeah, I would just, just, just go take a look at that. Uh, YouTube. So there's two things I want to tell you about on YouTube. One of them is I subscribe to a channel called UK Panel and TV shows. And they will have some episodes or full seasons of shows from the UK TV. And uh, there, are, there are anything. They could be historical. They could be documentary. Um, I don't know, like game show maybe I don't it's just all, all different types of shows so this one is called Secret Scotland with Susan Kalman Susan Kalman is the host of this show and every episode she takes you with her to a location in Scotland and you get to experience it's almost like you are 
touring Scotland with her and you get to see all these magnificent sites and castles and architecture and natural wonders of you know the the oceans and and uh the channel I mean everything and she's funny I don't know if she's a comedian I think she may be uh I've I've never heard of her before but I'm sure if you're in the UK uh, you know exactly who she is. Uh, so much fun. And um, <laughs> she <laughs> she goes to some of these castles where there's these secret rooms. And uh, it's, <laughs> it's just amazing. Because like, she gets to go, you know, if you're a tourist there and you visit this castle, there's those little velvet um lines divide that you can't go past and so she gets to go past those lines and she gets to go more of behind the scenes places so it's just so interesting i had this on um an entire afternoon that i was uh quilting and uh it was it just got that show kept my spirits up and happy and she is just a happy person by nature and so funny. And I just, um, you should check it out. Secret Scotland with Susan Kalman. Okay. And the second show, I've been watching this show for a little bit now and um, it's called the quilting Marine. And uh, it's exactly that it's a Marine. I think he's a retired Marine. Uh, that started to quilt as kind of like um, something to do to help his PTSD. And he said he had tried um, numerous types of things that um, none of them really um, helped him until quilting. I love his story. It's a husband and wife team because his wife videos the quilts and she also edits the videos. How amazing is that? And again, I don't know, I guess I gravitate towards quilters and people who love to quilt and they love the experience of it and they love learning new techniques and things, but they do not place emphasis on perfection or the rules or like quilt policey type stuff. And I love that. I absolutely love it. And um, he is currently working on a New York beauty quilt. Um, I've never made that before. I haven't. I, I it's, it's kind of like on the list to do. So I'm having fun watching him do this because the New York beauty um, has all those little pointy triangles that are foundation paper pieced, but then they're done in quadrants. And then those are done like with regular piecing. Uh, there's curved piecing in this. It just has a lot of different elements. I think that you will find him um, endearing and uh, like to see what he's working on. The Quilting Marine. Okay, so it's time to hear my conversation with my guest today, Michelle Graham, who is the community manager for Sew Sweetness Sewing Patterns. So today my guest is Michelle Graham, and a lot of you may know her from the Sew Sweetness Facebook group, and I'm so happy that she's on the show today. Hello, Michelle. Welcome. Hi. Hi, Stephanie. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. <laughs> I am really excited to have you here. Um, just a real quick thing. Um, 
way, way back a couple of years ago, I had Sarah Lawson on and then um, we were chatting afterwards and we were talking about you. And this is way before you even started working for them. And I said, I should have Michelle on the show. And they're like, yeah, you should. <laughs> so I, I've had that in my head ever since that I needed to uh, get you on the show. So here you are. And I'm so Yay. happy that you're here. I'm so, glad you are. Yeah, good, good. So let's just start with just where do you call home? Where you're from? And, and, um, and I want to know, too, like, what was your first ever crafty activity or type of thing that you ever did? And how it like, you know, catapulted into the creative person you are today. So just start with where you're from first. (laughs) You're asking me to remember so far back, I almost barely remember yesterday, never mind. (laughs) Just even if there's one thing, like for me, I remember way back when I was a kid. And I mean, I tried every craft in the world, but I remember specific things that I made. I made like this, you know, Christmas ornament of the American flag with sequins. And I'm so proud of that. And I made my mom put it at the top of the tree every year. (laughs) Well, I'm from, I live in, currently live in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Um, This isn't where I was born. I was actually born and raised in Sudbury, Ontario, which is up north. Um, So I'm here with my husband, two children, and my two furry felines, my babies, my two kitties. Um, Most people probably know them if they follow me on Instagram. They're like the stars of my Instagram. Um, The first ever crafting that I remember is when I was probably about five and my mother was trying to teach me how to knit and I just remember it being so frustrating because I don't knit correctly is what I was told I knit backwards so in order for her to teach me I had to sit in front of her and so the sitting beside her I had to sit in front of her and watch her do it that way so that I could pick it up Hmm. Um, and I just remember it being really frustrating and so I had started making myself some Barbie clothes So I had all these beautiful Barbie dresses. And then I started dabbling in, you know, ceramics. I did ceramics. I did chocolate making, baking. Um, You know, I've made snow globes. I've done pretty much any craft out there I've tried. And the only one I find I don't like is scrapbooking. For some reason, me and scrapbooking, we're just not friends. Yeah, I I I could probably say the same. (laughs) Yeah, I I can make cards. I can do all that stuff. But for some reason, I don't understand why Scrapbooking doesn't like me. I, I think I'm pretty nice to it, and you know, and treat it well. Mm-hmm. But it just says, nope, you're not going to do this one. We're going to find a craft that you can't do, and this is it. And, mm-hmm. But I, I just, I enjoy it, and I still knit. And you know, years later, my grandmother tried to teach me some more basics, and I remember her saying, "You, you knit backwards. This is weird." <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Weird is good. I'm going to own that. I'm going <laughs> to own being weird and being different. So I knit. When I teach people how to knit. If they sit beside me, they find it confusing. I have to do the same thing, make them sit in front of me to watch how I do it so they can learn. So mm. I've switched over to crocheting because I thought that was easier to, to teach people. <laughs> you know, you can't really do that backwards, I right, guess. So right. I think it's, I knit left-handed where most people knit right-handed. If I'm correct, oh, okay. I'm wrong. But I knit backwards anyways, apparently. Okay. So yeah, and I still love knitting and I still love crocheting. I still do all those. Uh-huh. I do whatever craft as much as I can oh good you know, really good spare time yeah so then um now what were, were you like a professional baker at one time or, or so you- I did yeah I did make cakes and candies I did that a lot so I did that um so a bit of background my son is um has anaphylactic allergies to all nuts okay. um he's got a lot of allergies and I always said good thing he's cute um <laughs> <laughs> 
so his first birthday came around and I remember thinking like, I can't go buy him a cake at a regular bakery because it's going to kill him. Yeah. Um, you know, so I said to my husband, well, when I was younger with my mother, I used to make cakes. I mean, she used to make these elaborate, gorgeous wedding cakes with like staircases and waterfalls. And I used to do that kind of stuff with her. And I just thought, you know what, this can't be that hard to pick up again. So I took a class at a Michael's just to get the basics back again. And I decided for his first birthday, I'd make him his cake. And then it just sort of went from there. And friends started seeing the cakes I was posting and making. And they started asking me to make them cakes. And it just sort of went from family to friends and it just ballooned into me doing pretty much cakes every weekend there'd be some weekends where there'd be four cakes I'd be making wow. you know I it was a wedding cake and then a christening cake and then birthday cakes or you know it just ballooned into more than what I thought it would be mm-hmm. um but I enjoyed it I loved it there was there was not one part of it I didn't enjoy just to be able to create something so beautiful and so special for somebody's day you know and to be part of that day you know mm-hmm. it, it's it's a, it's a it's a great feeling, and when you're done it, I mean, working with food is an art, right? And, and it it's nerve wracking too because things can spoil, so you have to be super careful because you don't want you don't want to make people sick, obviously. Right. Um. But it was it was just a lot of fun, and I remember you know then I started with my sons, and I remember that first cake, and I was like, that's kind of wow, <laughs> Oof. you know, that's kind of scary. But then as things got you know progressed along, and I got into fondant and gum paste, and you know started sculpting the characters and. You know, I had I was in a magazine. Um, I had honorable mention from Buddy Velastro. I had oh, did wow. a cake competition where I won the cake competition, um, like a cake making competition, um, and all the proceeds went to Make a Wish Foundation. Um, nice. So, and then because of this, I'd gotten and I don't remember how it happened, but I had gotten in contact with Ronald McDonald House here in Ottawa, and I started making them cupcakes every month for their monthly birthday parties. Um, so I would donate cupcakes every month for the birthday parties. And then through that, I started doing their special occasions. So when they did, you know, big parties or whatever, I'd make a cake and cupcakes. So for example, toys for tots, when the Marines would come in and do that, I'd make cake and cupcakes for them for that. And I did that, um, for about six years, I think it was six Mm -hmm. six years. I can't remember. Don't quote me, but I was about six years and then, and then this happened and then I had to, my accident happened and I had to stop. I couldn't do it as much anymore, but um, I loved it. It was it was a great experience and being able to go in and show my kids that, you know, giving is is a great feeling, especially to these children and their families who are, who are struggling and going through a rough time in their life, you know, to, to give somebody a cupcake and to see that that cupcake, something so small can make somebody so incredibly happy. Yeah. That's the feeling in the world you know like to see a child smile while they're eating that cupcake or that piece of cake mm-hmm. you know and in that moment while they're enjoying it they're forgetting about everything else that's going on and to me that's that's a gift right there that you can't put a price tag on you can't put anything on that that's yeah that was the best feeling ever and why I continue to do it every year that I could because it was making children happy and that was a gift for me it made me feel good about it and made me and knowing that I was doing that and the parents were very grateful and they all looked forward to it I remember I did stories they'd you know, oh, when are the cupcakes coming? When is the cupcake lady coming? Like they get so excited and I'd be like, Ooh! and every month it was something different. It was a different decoration or, you know, a different theme. And I'd always do something, never repeated it. And it was different flavors or just something exciting to change it up. Right. So I think that yeah. made them look forward yeah. to it too. It, what is it so, going to be today? You know? So for people that may not know what the Ronald McDonald house is, just a quick, you know, description of, of, of what it, what it is. It's, it's Ronald, like McDonald, it's, it's founded by McDonald's, right? Right. So it's 
So Ronald McDonald House is a, is a safe place for families to go while their children are in the hospital and getting care because they're sick. So it's a place for them to stay and be together as a family and to be able to be close to their children while they're getting treatment. And I mean, some children are, are, are terminally ill, some are, so it's just a place that they can go in and it's a safe place and it's a beautiful house. And the people that work there are absolutely wonderful. Um, you know, that the families, those are being taken care of and they're able to be, to be able to be close to a child that, you, you know, maybe sick. It, it, I can't, I can't imagine not being able to be with my children, you know, and then, to be away from your children, but to be able to be close to your child while your child is sick and be able to be there for your child. That's, you know, I, I can't imagine what they yeah. go through to be able, for them to have that. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a wonderful, yeah. it's a wonderful, I will continue to support Ronald McDonald house and do whatever I can to help. That's support great. Them. Yeah. And I know I've seen them even post some stuff to you of like how appreciative they are of, of yeah. everything you do for them. So that's really great. Yes. It's very, yes. Very nice. And, and you're right. Your kids are seeing you doing this and they're going to carry it on themselves, which is wonderful. Yeah. So then you said you did the cake making in business up until you- so this happened. Um, so it's a genetic thing. And um, back in so it's seven, it'll be seven years, September. So I have a disease of the patella. My knee is deteriorating. My right leg hasn't bent in seven years. Oh. Um because of that, it's affected my hip, my back, my shoulders, my arms. I've, I've lost some fine motor skills. I've suffered from chronic pain. Um, so that's why I don't sleep a lot because of chronic pain and then I can't get comfortable. So I'm tossing and turning a lot. I have shoulder issues. Um, it's kind of one of those things where it's a snowball effect, right? You have one thing that starts and then it just sort of goes from there and it just kind of affects all your other parts of your body because my right leg, I compensate on my left because of the way I walk, I sort of walk tilted. I tilt mm. towards the left side. I I tilt towards the left side Mm -hmm. um but I try not to the way I look at it is I try not to let it take more from me than it already has so you know I had to stop doing for example cakes because I can't lift things that are heavy obviously if you're walking with a cane you can't really carry a cake in one hand that'd be a disaster so Mm -hmm. I couldn't do that anymore um so I decided that you know well I'm going to make the best of this situation this is this is the the hand I was dealt you make the best of it and you try to find the positives in it I'm still here I'm still the same person I was I'm just you know I've got a I've got a robotic leg my cane Um, (laughs) you know (laughs) I ride on wheels like you know it's you try to make the best of the situation and try not to let it take more from me than it already has you know Mm -hmm. when it first happened I fell into a really deep depression I mean that's that's a given I think anybody in this situation Mm -hmm. um and it was hard at first to adjust to, and I sort of fought it. And I remember my husband saying, you need to use a cane. You need to use a cane. And I'm like, nope, not using a cane. I'm stubborn. Not <laughs> yeah. using a cane. And then finally, I just gave in. And one of my neighbors gave me a cane. He was an older gentleman we were really close to. And he gave me one of his canes. And I was like, why was I being stubborn? Like, yeah. it was just so easier. Like, I'm not walking around trying to grab every wall and everything around me to try and, you know, support right, myself. Right, So... <laughs> So it was just kind of funny when I think back and now I'm like, okay, no more being stubborn. <laughs> if I have to do something, I'm just going to do it because mm-hmm. what's best. But um, I just sort of make the best of the situation and do what I can within my limitations. Sometimes I push myself and I end up regretting it later on at night. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's natural for all of us. We just want to feel human, I guess. Mm-hmm. What, you just want to feel normal and human again. So I do what I can. That makes me feel like I'm still me. I'm mm-hmm. still able to do things. There's just, I realize that I have limitations. You know, I can't go out for walks anymore. I can't go on bike rides. I can't, 
you know, but I can ride my red scooter. So, hey, I've got this <laughs> cool red scooter that I can just zoom along on or, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it was harder, I think, on my children than it was on me when it first happened, especially oh, yeah. my daughter. My, I remember it as much because he was in grade one when it happened, when okay. my daughter was in grade three. She remembers it. She remembers it more than him. Uh-huh. She remembers mom being on a bike. She remembers mom doing all the walking. So I think it was harder for her than it was for him to adjust to. But I have, I have to admit, I have amazing kids. I have an amazing husbands. They're really helpful if I need anything. Uh-huh. If, you know, can't do something, they do it. So I've, I think I've kind of hit the jackpot there in terms of. You have. Um, yeah, absolutely. It, it's awesome. So <laughs> I, and, you know, in life, we're all given situations that, you know, may not be always be the best, but I look at it as make the best of what you've got and just keep going one step forward and, you know, to make it one day at a time, yeah. you make the best of it. Yep. You know, yeah. don't and wallow in, I'm not going to wallow in my self pity. I'm going right. to move yeah. forward. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. And I think because of that, um, you know, positivity on your, you know, that you have that it brings back and multiplies you know, more blessings into your life right. because of it. Going to get into the So Sweetness thing. Like when I found So Sweetness and I started becoming part of that group, it was like, I felt like I was getting more than I was giving. You know, I was, and I, I'm always saying that and people probably think that really sounds really crazy, but it's true. I feel like I get mm-hmm. more than I get. And, yeah. and I mean, my background is ECE. I love to teach. I love, so that for me, just doing that is just natural to teach people, to help people. It's just natural for me. And okay. to be able to, able to do that, you know, I didn't lose that. I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this took, took what it took for me physically, but it didn't take mentally, right? It didn't take emotionally. It didn't take. Mm-hmm. It took me that, you know, I can't do anymore, but I can still do the things I still love, teach, help, you know, do all those yeah. things. Okay. I didn't know you had a background in teaching, but that completely shows and a lot of the work I see you do in that group. So we'll kind of back up to that too. Um, okay. And just say, because um, when did you actually start sewing first? And then we'll get into when you started bag making. So that's a funny story. Um, so years ago, my mother-in-law bought me this little sewing machine. I think I was in college. And because she knew I was crafty and I'd made her all sorts of things and I was doing hand sewing and I guess she thought, oh, I'll buy her this sewing machine and she'll use it. It was a nightmare. <laughs> I swear, I thought that thing was going to go take a flight out my window. I remember telling my husband, don't ever put anything sewing near me again because <laughs> this is a nightmare. This is a disaster. I will never touch a sewing machine again. That mm-hmm. was back then. That was the one craft I didn't think I could do. I'm like, I'll stick to hand sewing. You know what you taught in home ec when you were in grade seven mm-hmm. worked for me. So I steered away from sewing and then in 2015 Christmas because because you know of losing all my crafts I couldn't do all the crafts I was doing my husband decided to buy me just a single simple basic sewing machine not the expensive just super simple because he thought I remember what happened the last time but we're going to give this another whirl you're older now maybe you have more patience you know maybe we'll give it a try so I got it for Christmas and I it sat in my basement until January and I just it was that, that memory, you know, when you have that negative experience the first time and mm-hmm. you're just like, I'm not touching that. There's, I'm just, I'm so scared. Finally, one day I was like, forget it. Crack this baby open. Let's, let's give it a whirl. So I went online and I looked up, you know, how to thread it and how to do all this. And as I was doing that, I'm like, all those years ago, I wasn't threading that machine right. It wasn't the machine. It was me. And I'm like, if only I could find that machine and tell it how sorry I was and how mean I was. <laughs> like, let me tell you. Like, it was me. It 
basically January of 2016 is when I officially started machine sewing. Um, and I was, it was, I was hooked. It was, you know, I just took off. I started making small little projects and I just kept going and going and going. And I loved it. It was, you know, my husband was saying, you know, because he realized that I had lost my creative outlet and he wanted to me to have something that I could look forward to every day, something that I could do every day, something that could make me feel creative and enjoy mm-hmm. and be for me. Little did he know it would take off this way and we'd be, you know, my whole basement is filled with <laughs> sewing stuff. I don't don't think he realized what was going to happen. So I always tell him it's his fault that I have a bad graveyard. I tell him it's his fault that our half our basement right? is taken over. Yeah. I find it as funny, but I mean, it's not your <laughs> fault. But, um, so it just took off from there. I just, I fell in love and I thought, you know, all those years ago, I wish I'd taken the time to just really figure out that machine because yeah. it what what could have been but again everything happens for a reason right so right. this wasn't the right time in my life I guess for it but I felt so bad I'm like that poor machine the things I said to it oh man I hope the new owner was so good to it after me because I was not nice <laughs> now I love my machines and I tell them every day they're good machines <laughs> and I love them <laughs> I'm sure my family thinks I'm not talking to my machines every once in a while but you know like <laughs> I talk to them. Why wouldn't I talk to my machine? So no. Um, so it's only been since January, 2016 that I've actually been sewing and uh, it's been a wild ride and the knowledge and the experience that I've gained and the, you know, how my skills have built over time. I mean, I still look at my work and think, Oh, you know, it's all right. But I think we all do, right. We're our biggest critics. And that's what I tell people in the group. We're our harshest critics. We see things others don't. So when we look at our work, we see the errors, we see the problems, we see, but other people don't. They just see this beautiful item you made and they look at it in awe, like, wow, you made that, you know? And we need to stop pointing out our flaws in our work because really those flaws, those mistakes, those errors, that's character. That makes that big, unique, and one of a kind. Oh, and it's handcrafted. It's it's not exactly. it's not done by a mass produced, you know, right. robot. <laughs> made with, it's made with love. Yes, you know? yes. You're not going to get by a robot. Um, right, right. You know, yeah. so I always say flaws, your mistakes, but that's character. That makes that big, one of a kind. That makes that you own those characters. They mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. that bag that's what yeah. it's the best bag yeah and then I think also too like when you started again in 2016 now there was many platforms in different ways for you to learn from the comfort of your own home videos YouTube uh Facebook groups which you found so sweetness Facebook yeah. group but I mean because I had a, a somewhat of a similar thing where I out of college, a um, few years after working, and I was, I, you, you know, that creative itch, and you really just, I yeah. need, I needed to, I always wanted to sew, um, I, even as a kid, because I would watch my mom sewing for us, but she just never had the time to teach me. So, um, so I got my first sewing machine um, as a young adult, and it. <sighs> It was a nice machine, but it had been a lemon. It's like those lemons yeah. actually do exist. It's not. Yeah, they do. They do. And I mean, we took it back to the dealer and he was just, you know, not a, a very good, you know, person. So <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. But um, so that was and I had the same aggravation as you. I wanted to like I was just crying and wanted to throw that machine across the room. And just and so then I just, um, you know, then I got this 
job that required all my time. Like it was just like I burnt out on it, but I, I didn't have time to do anything but work. Yeah. So I left it. And then I didn't come back to it until like 2008 um, is when I started to. And I told and I told my husband, I'm like, I need to also like have some because I would get frustrated at those um, like butterick patterns. And yeah. And you know how they are just not user friendly. They already assume that you like have been a 4-H member for like a gajillion years and you know what you're doing. And <laughs> not everybody does yeah. that. So that no. was also frustrating to me. So I told him, I'm like, I'm tired of being frustrated. So I'm going to, you know, take a cup. There was a local place that was giving classes and that's how I got back into it. And wow, you know, that can change a machine and just a little bit of instruction or, you know, however you get it can change the way. It makes a world of difference. A huge difference. Yeah. And, and then, I like you, I just couldn't stop. I was like, this is great. And this is my yeah. thing. And I'm in it. And ever since then, so just like you. And uh, so if people are out there and if they're listening and if they're just starting, struggling with your machine, uh, you know, maybe learn how to thread it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Or, well, yeah. properly. <laughs> first check it. Yeah, first check if it is, you know, a user error. But sometimes yeah. it, it might be a machine um, fabrication manufacturing oh, it error. Is. It yeah. might be. So and if that's the case, don't put any more money into that machine like I did. I I can't tell you how many times I had it serviced and oh. finally this one service guy told me, he's like, You keep bring you know, getting this fixed, but he's like, it's gonna constantly keep um, going out of calibration. It's just, it's not, it's not, it is it's just it's not just pointless. Yeah. It's pointless. Yeah. So th- I was so glad he said that. So finally <laughs> I got a different machine, yeah. but anyway, you know, I, I would tell people don't give up, you yeah. know, cause all often we're, it, it's too easy to just give up. Like, yeah. forget it. Helen, mm-hmm. I'm done. Don't give up, you know, walk away, take some space, you know, put it in a timeout and come back to it later when you have fresh eyes and you're feeling better about it, you know, go have a glass of wine and come back to it. And the wine will definitely. Absolutely. (laughs) And even if you've been sewing for a lot of years and you're in the middle of this project, that's so intense. I've done it too. And your eyes get tired or whatever. You just have to walk away. And then when you come, and then when you come back and you're just like, Oh, what was I stressing over? This is what I needed to do, but you just don't see it through all of That's your right. clouds of frustration. That's on right. And that. the more you try to keep going at it, the more mm-hmm. frustrated you get. Right. It, it's and it just builds and builds and builds. But and I'm stubborn, so yeah. I'm like, no, you are not leaving this machine until you get this right. <laughs> yeah, I'm always like, you need to listen to me and be a good little bag or whatever I'm making. Yeah. You need to just. This, this is not me it's all on you and then realize later no right. it's really was me it wasn't the bag I yeah. just wasn't you know so many times like for example when I'm doing Sarah's pattern she'll say mark this this way and the binary pouch is the one thing I've never gone back and made mm. that the binary pouch and I were were not friends when I made it and I mm-hmm. did it all wrong and I turned things the wrong way and it came out <laughs> with this like long pouch and things weren't working out and, and I so desperately wanted to make it for my son because he loved it and mm-hmm. it was for his birthday and that thing, I'm not I'm not kidding you. It flew across the room. I can't tell you how many times I picked and unpicked. It sewed and re-sewed and I cut it out again. I was so frustrated with it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, forget it. I threw it in the trash. I'm like making him another pouch. I'm done. I'll make him an iSpy. Mm-hmm. So I want to make the iSpy. And the next day I get up and I'm, you know, you, you're having that, you know, that aha moment, like the light bulb goes yeah. off. You're like, I didn't listen to Sarah in the video. I mm-hmm. skipped ahead and I didn't mark top and bottom mm-hmm. or whatever it was. You had to mark, can't remember what it was or mm-hmm. something like that. 
I went back, I unpicked it all, and I'm like, I totally should have listened to her because that's exactly <laughs> what was wrong. It was all my own fault. Like uh, with the amount of stuff, I threw it across the room and I threw it in the <laughs> trash, took it all apart, put it all back together. And I'm like, yeah, that was totally my own fault. So now I read, reread, read mm-hmm. ahead, read back. Because sometimes reading a few steps ahead makes a, a, a total sense. Oh, right? yeah. It shows you what you're trying to do right. because it may not make sense in say step 21, but step 23 makes 21 make sense because you see how what you're doing. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, now on it, listen to what she says. She knows what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, just just listen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just do what you're supposed to do and all will go well and you'll have a beautiful pouch in the end. So I in mean, the end, it worked out. Don't we all do I've that never- though? Is just like, we're just yeah. like go glazing through the instructions. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. And then you make your mistake and then you're like, this pattern is written crazy. This is not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Blame it on the pattern. Then I go back and I'm like, it says right here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to do this stuff. If only, if only I didn't skip that. Or yeah. you, you know, the important note, they have like an important right. note. You're like, I just read that important note. Yeah. But I'm still going to blame uh-huh. it on the couch because I, you know, can't mm-hmm. blame it on myself. But then you're like, no. It well, really was. When, when, yeah. I, when I had Sarah on the show a couple of years ago, um, I think we were talking about her videos and, and um, sometimes she says she's not sure if she should ever, because I told her I appreciated her every time saying that remember to turn your stitch length back to normal because sometimes we turn it up to like four to, to do whatever, some basting or maybe three for top stitching and she'll say turn it back down. I said, I'm really appreciative that you do that. And she's like, oh, good, because I don't I didn't know if that's just, you know. Like people are just like, I know that already or, you know, that people don't like it. But I'm like, I don't know about other people, but I love it because a lot of times I don't remember to put it back and and other things that she'll just remind you about. And I think it's really that's one of the um, unique things about her teaching style and her videos. And I think it contributes to a lot of people's success in sewing her bags. Right. Would you agree? I, I absolutely, because it's those little reminders that we need, yeah. because exactly like you, I'll go sewing along, and then I'll look at my, my stitch length, and it's yeah. got a four still, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> right. You know, like, I just sewed three quarters of a bag uh-huh. at four. Right. Ah, uh, no, like, you know, so yeah. it is good to have those reminders, and unfortunately, I don't watch the videos anymore, so I've pretty much stopped. Since I started testing for her, like, I'll watch them just if I, you know, something in the background running, but it may not even be the bag I'm working on currently. It, it could be a different bag or a video I've already seen. But if I'm sewing along and it just happens to be at the same moment where she says, return your, put your stitch length back. I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, like I just need to have something like on a speaker, just saying every yeah. once in a while, stitch length back to 2.5, stitch length back. Like, you right. know, just to go off. Like you just have Sarah in mm-hmm. your ear. I know. But I do. I, she's, she's got this calming voice about her mm-hmm. and this way that she, teaches and she just the way she explains everything it makes it make sense yeah it makes it so that literally anybody can make her bag right there's there's no guessing she breaks it down every single step from Mm -hmm. you know cutting to interfacing to you know every step is there there's Mm -hmm. no guesswork you're not like what was I supposed to do here oh oh right okay you know she that's what I loved about her that's what drew me to her patterns I mean it scared me when I first found Sarah but that's what drew me to them (laughs) is that it just seemed like, you know, and then it was the, the little, if I can do it, you can. And I'm like, okay. I know. Yes. <laughs> you know? 
Yeah, she said that after I ended every video and I was teaching my niece how to sew. Well, she, you know, she had that, um, she did these little cork projects free. And yeah. you, you know that one, the little zipper wallet, it's so quick. I mean, you just yeah. pretty much put the zipper in and you sew around it and it's done. Right. So my niece, at, she was 10 years old at that time and she made it and she couldn't believe it. And she's like, let's do another one. I want to make another one. She's like making them for all her friends and stuff. And, and we did do like a little video for Sarah. Cause I'm like, we need to show her like, you know, kids like you, like, and, and my niece kept saying, you know, if I can do it, you can do it. And that resonated oh. with her. So right. that actually makes a huge difference too. you know, hearing that, that you can do it. It's a, it's a reassurance, mm-hmm. you know, like my son sews. And mm-hmm. I mean, he even said that he's like, she, she talks so well, he says, you know, mm-hmm. she explained it that even I can understand it. He's like, I'm a kid and I can understand what she's saying. Like it's mm-hmm. the detail, it's the attention to detail, right? It's, yeah. it's there. And, I mean, he's made a desktop cube. Um, I'm probably not going to remember everything, but he made a kismet trinket case. And Oh, nice. Trinket yeah, yeah. And, jigsaw, and he was shocked. He was like, she's really right. I can do this too. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Except for the binary post, buddy. Like, I couldn't do it. Sarah said I could, but I couldn't. I need to talk about that one. <laughs> so, That's funny. It's, it's nice because it's that extra reassurance, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. it gives you, it's the confidence that everybody needs. That's yeah. what we lack, right? Everybody, it's natural to human nature that we all lack that little bit of confidence mm-hmm. to, you know, try something new or something different. And then when she says that, it's like, okay, I believe in myself. I can do it. And I love that she does that. And I, I love that it's, there's not a lot of words. Um, to her patterns it's just very right to the point this is what you need to do this is you know the next step the next step and even in the video where she goes into detail like this is why she's doing this it helps make sense so that you can apply it to other patterns you know as well because it's like oh right I remember we do this because of this or because of that right so that's what I really like about her patterns is they're just uh, user friendly but they're, they're they're good for anybody any level of store can make them whether it's you know the park sling backpack right to like you said the cork pouch anybody can do it it's the videos are the biggest help but i mean i don't use them anymore but i know just from when i first started you know the video was like pause you you do you do one step you pause and then you stop yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) have her right there on pause yeah my note was like wow she really pauses videos a lot what is she doing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of funny because I, I have her on, you know, the iPad and I'm doing the step and then I'm, it's like I start talking to her. I'm like, just hold up, Sarah, pause. <laughs> Let me catch up with you. <laughs> I talk to her a lot. I'm like, wait, wait, wait Sarah, slow down. You're going too fast. Wait, right. wait, oh, pause. <laughs> right. right. You, you're talking to her she, or she'll say something and you'll answer her and you'll be like, uh-huh. wow, if there's a camera in my sewing area, I probably look like I'm going crazy because I'm talking <laughs> to my computer for crying out loud. <laughs> I have a feeling we're not the only ones. I'm thinking. No, I don't think so. Do I don't that. think so. <laughs> um, yeah, they're great videos. So I, I joined uh, uh, Sarah's group like way before I actually then really kind of got involved with it. So it, it was before she started doing her videos and everything. And then I think it was uh, like the beginning of 2017, maybe right, right when her minikins one was coming out, yeah. I think, or even before then, it might have been before then, but what, she started to put th- um, things on sale in groups of four. And I thought that was kind of cool, because you could like, get this savings of really good value for four patterns. It was pretty cool. And then um, 
her Facebook group started to grow and then she started to do some videos. So then I got really interested and I was going through a very hard time that year. You know, um, my husband had lost his job. So we were just, you know, I needed something. And, um, and I, 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 even though I was still quilting and sewing and stuff, I just needed something else that was just like, it didn't take forever to make. And um, I think also too the community in the Facebook group, was just um, surprising to me because I really had not been involved in a group that heavily. First of all, because Facebook groups are very different across the board, depending upon who moderates it, who, you know, administrates and, and, and stuff like that really determines the tone of the whole group. And so I already kind of had sort of like a negative, you know, all these groups are just full of drama. So then I'm in there. And also, too, I was very shy. So I just didn't even like want to post anything I made. And then I saw tons of people posting what they made. So I posted one. And do you know, like the first person who said something to me or the first two people was Bronwyn and you. (laughs) I remember Bronwyn and I was just like, oh, my gosh, that was so nice. It was so sweet. And, you know, because you're just you you fear people are like, well, I would have done it that way. Yeah. And no, not like that in that group at all. Um, And people are so positive and uplifting. And I knew I know I saw just maybe two times, not a lot at all. Two times that there might have been someone who, you know, was disrespectful and said something. And then it was like, that was, it, it wasn't allowed to go on. It was like, no, that's it. No, it was stopped. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which I think is smart and it's really good. Yeah. And, 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 and the group has just grown immensely. And then she started doing her, you know, Sunday videos. And so, yeah, you were in that group and you were very active from the start and everybody knew you. <laughs> Everybody knows it's you. It's funny, though, because I was kind of, so at first I joined, because I found Sarah back in, I think it was April. Originally, I found her in April of 2017. And I was kind of, I looked at her patterns, and I'm like, ooh, those are like, wow, those, I'll never make those. It was one of those moments, you know, I'm never going to be able to make that. Who am I kidding? Like, okay, <laughs> that's a dream. And then in August of 2017, she had the sale with the filigree double zip. Emblem duffel bag, sublime bag, and there was one other, and I don't remember what it was. Oh, I think it was the ultimate art, art organizer. It might okay. have been in it. I don't remember. Don't quote me. But I fell in love with the sublime bag. Mm. I was like, I need that. I have to have that. I'll probably <laughs> never make it, but I have to have it. So uh-huh. I was, I hemmed and hawed over this $40 bundle and because of the exchange for Canada, right? And I hemmed right. and hawed and I thought, oh, but the emblem looks really cool to make. And I'm like, that filigree pouch is really pretty. I'm like, Forget it. I'm just going to do it, whether I make it or not. And it sits there. And so then in October 2017, I was, again, searching and totally forgot I'd bought all these patterns from her. And I was searching for an easy bag to make because I really wanted to make my mother-in-law a special bag for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I found the hobo. And I thought, I'm going to give the hobo a try. And I tried it. And I just, it was one of those, like, oh, my God, I made this. It it looks like a store-bought bag. (laughs) I can't believe I made, like, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. And I remember just saying, Sarah's the greatest. I was like showing my husband. I'm like, oh my God, look what she taught me to do. And he's like, okay, like you're a little too happy over this bag. So, and then I just kind of went from there. And then I just, you know, I think it was 
February, I finally post, I made a bakery bag and I finally got up the nerve to post it after making a couple of the mini cans and I hemmed and hawed over the mini cans buying it. But I'm like, these would make great Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. Finally in February, it was February 20th of 2018, I posted a bakery bag I made. And it's the same as you. One of the first to comment was Sarah. And I remember that feeling that, wow, Sarah noticed my bag. Like Sarah, the mm-hmm. designer noticed and said something. And I was, it was just that awesome feeling that you get from when somebody comments on your work mm-hmm. and and then I just sort of thought why was I so scared to post anything everybody was so loving and so kind and their comments were just very uplifting and positive there was nothing ever negative and I'm like why was I so chicken to post all these other things I never I even make? knew that about you that's it's interesting because we're I think I, we must all be the same because I a lot of people are hesitant yeah. to post and I, I was the same way and you were too I guess I didn't know that yeah <laughs> I was very shy. I I was very skeptical of my own work. And I thought this isn't good enough. And look at all these people in this group and what they're making. And they're, I can't compare to these people. And oh, no. And then I, it was just how I was, you know, everybody, how positive they were. And I just thought, what was I waiting on? Like, why was I so scared? Don't be scared. They're so loving. And they're so kind. And they're so positive. And Mm-hmm. And, you know, nobody pointed out, like, I, I think I had mentioned that there was a mistake or something. And everybody's like, oh, I don't see the mistake. And I'm like, mm-hmm either you guys need glasses or, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's the way it is. Again, yeah. back to the, we're a harshest critic, right? Right. right? I was just so proud of that bag. And I was so proud that I finally posted. And then it just sort of went from there. And I became what I call the so sweetness stalker. And they never got rid of me after that. So I've just right, been there. Right. <laughs> now I'm stuck like glue. And well, and yeah, I just, you just sort of, um, you know, you, you were really involved in the group, just, you know, posting the stuff you made. And then, and then you started, I don't know which came first, but you started to then do some hacks to some of the bags yeah. and you would add a zipper yeah. here or something else there. And then, um, I'll, then after a while, I don't know if people asked for it or whatever, but then you posted actually instructions on how to do those, <laughs> those hacks. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty generous of you. It was really, really nice. And I think it's pretty amazing that, you you only started sewing these bags not that long ago and now mm-hmm. you're figuring out all these different ways to add features to these bags which is, is I think no bag is safe I, I <laughs> you realize no bag is safe for my hack right like I have a hack for I literally have a hack for every bag she's created like there's not one that there's not a hack I've thought of or I thought of adding or something and you know sometimes the hack is just adding a zipper here or adding a zipper pocket right. there but or a little still, wristlet something or yeah you've done yeah, that before too know, mm-hmm. I just like taking it and I like giving it a you know it shows people that it's got more than just that one purpose you can use it in other mm-hmm. ways you know, like the, the one I had the most fun with was the persimmon dumpling pouch. Okay. And I did 22 hacks. And I actually have more hacks. That's crazy. And some, some of them are written, but it's Wait, just did like you say 22 hacks? hacks? I did. Oh, I did wow. Oh, uh, yeah. And when I was typing them all up, I got down to <laughs> typing up the last hack and my computer crashed. Uh-oh. And I, got, I lost everything. No. It didn't save. And it was, I think it was just before midnight. And I stayed up till <gasps> three in the morning typing it, retyping it. Cause I had to do it. It was all in memory. In and mind. I had to read yeah. a few notes that I had written down just like mm-hmm. sizes and stuff. And I had all this math figured out for, you know, the, the animal ones and everything. Oh. And, 
And I remember just I was crying. I, I called my husband down. I'm like crying. I'm like, I can't believe I'm crying over this. Like, but it was so That's much a lot work of work. To, yes. To lose it all. And yeah. I'm like, is this what pattern designers go through if this happens? Like, is this how they feel? This is yeah. stressful. I'm sure. But it was the most rewarding and the most fun. Like, I, I love doing that. I love hacking. I love making things, <laughs> you know, different and fun and exciting. Mm-hmm. And it changes things up. So, you know, like, you're right. It did start with that and then people were asking oh you know I think it was the the cork wallet I think was one of the first mm-hmm. and I said oh, okay and I'll write it up and I, I look back at my hacks and I'm like there was no pictures from back then like I had no step photos now I do step mm-hmm. photos now I can more detail and I'm like I need yeah. to revisit those and vamp them up again and add step photos and but I'm like I'm so far behind on all the other hacks but it's mm-hmm. just like to go backwards well, I'm well, like, oh. and you keep making new hacks so it's like <laughs> you got to catch up with your own self <laughs> I, I I just did one hack ever and it's not like original. I'm sure like everybody else did this too, but I added the little wristlet to the um, cork pouch. <laughs> That's it. But you know what? That's all I did. <laughs> I think every, every hack is probably something somebody's already done somewhere along yeah. the line or, you know, but maybe not everybody has seen it. So when we do a hack, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that sparks creativity and ideas mm-hmm. in people. It's like, you know, when I did the lined eyeglass cases and all the cork pouch oh, and all yeah. those, those cork lines. Mm-hmm you know, people didn't really think about that. And it was like, I don't know, I just I was like, Oh, you know, it'd be nice to sort of have that lining because I'm all about sets. When I make a bag, it's not just a bag, I've got to have the wallet. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, big on set. So Mm -hmm. and if I don't make a set, I think people might think I'm sick or something (laughs) because like if I give somebody a bag, and there's not pieces with it. They look at me like, are you okay? Like, what happened? Are you mad at me? Like, why aren't you giving me a full set? I love making the set. So to, to do that, to line it, then it matches the bag, you know, mm. I just, I love it. I love doing that. I love making the matching pieces and I love the hacking and I love, and it's just taking something and adding to it. And, right. And right. I love that. That's totally cool with me doing it. She's just like, yep, go ahead. I you thought know? that and, was cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, not I, every I pattern that. designer would be as welcoming as Sarah is. And she really does. It's, it's, it's a wonderful you know, uh, quality about her. And um, again, I say this because the more you give, the more you give back. And it's true with her as well. Um, She and Danny, they they give so much to all of us as a community. And she, she always, um, you know, has a free pattern that she puts out there once in a while. And I hear her say, Oh, I haven't, you know, made a free pattern in a while. I want to, you know, do this. And I'm just like, that's really just very, very giving and kind of her and and I I do know that everyone in her community um realizes that and they are very appreciative we I I'm, I yeah. see it I see a lot of appreciation yeah. for that so um, I always say like when I talk about them what draws me to them is how naturally giving and um you know open and honest they are they're they're, they're not it's not a it's not fake. It's right. just, well, it's who they are. What mm-hmm. you see is who they are. And, you know, they lead by example, you know, mm-hmm. they're not ones that just say to do something and don't do it themselves. They literally, they, they do, they mm-hmm. do it themselves. And to me, that's how a, a you know, boss, but how a leader should be, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they lead by example, they show us how it's done. And, and, and it's wonderful to see because they're not just saying, go do this, go do this. No, mm-hmm. they're showing us to do it. And, that's that's how a group should be ran that's how a business should be ran you know mm-hmm. they, they take pride in it and they take pride and and they don't just treat us like you know i know I, i'm an employee of theirs now but even before they don't just treat us like a member like we're all treated like we're family like they mm-hmm. they 
they care about everybody. And yeah. they, that's what I love about Sarah. She's so personable. And Danny, you know, they're mm-hmm. so personable. So they, it makes it easy to fall in love with them and to, it's, you know, to relate to them. They're so relatable. I mean, they, they, you know, they have their kids and they'll talk about their kids and they talk about, you know, when she's on the shows right now and she talks about the wildlife in her backyard, that makes her more personable. Like it shows that she's not just a pattern designer. She's got all these other interests too. It's just like the rest of us, right? She's still a person, you know, and she works hard. And I think, you know, how hard she works for everybody. And she, she really wants to have these amazing patterns and give every, give back to us, you know, because, you know, everybody sticks with her and they Mm -hmm. support her and they love her. But, you know, when that's why I'm so drawn to her and that's what I stick around because they're just, honestly, I can't say enough good things about them. I probably sound well like corny right now. And like, I'm, you know, but I, I truly mean it. I have nothing negative to say about them. Mm -hmm. And I think we need more people like them in this world, you know? Right. Right. And when did you start working for them officially? It was in, um, so it was made official in June. They kept asking me and I kept saying, no, no, like I'll just stay the way it is. You know, like I was kind of fighting it and I'm like, oh, I'll just stay this way. And then it was made official in June. I finally, yeah, June after Sarah took her hiatus and we came back last and Sarah said, okay, we're going to put it. Yeah, last okay. June. So it was all made official last June. Oh, okay. Um, you know, and I love it. It's, it's one of those that I can do my job from anywhere it's just nice to be able to have that freedom and that flexibility that you don't have when you're, you know, a job where, you know, my, my jobs before I was a manager at clothing stores, you know, and I, you know, you get up and you go and you do your job and it just, this is just much more relaxing and the freedom to mm-hmm. be able to still have a life. It's it, honestly, it's the best job and it's the best job for me, for my situation at work. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's, well, and, and for me, it just, uh, the, I asked because it was seamless. I didn't really notice <laughs> before oh, really? and the after because you were already doing so much in the group and I feel, I feel like yeah, I just I feel like you just were continuing what you were doing so I just felt it was pretty seamless I mean I did notice some things I noticed that you team up with Bronwyn and you guys do sew alongs and stuff like that but um, I just thought it was a natural but but it's interesting that you did say that you were you hesitated too because I'm sure too like you know sometimes people think like oh well when you make it your job does it interfere with your own you know personal sewing so how has that been for you so that was the one thing Sarah and I discussed and she didn't want it to affect personal life or she really didn't so like you said it was seamless she didn't want Mm -hmm. it to change she wanted me to continue with what I was already doing you know Mm -hmm. like just keep doing what you're doing don't change they didn't you know they they don't want me to take on more they don't want me to do more just you know it's not like I said because I'm you know community manager I go on, I approve posts, I, you know, approve members. I, I, I'm like, a, you know, my kids say, you're always watching. Um, <laughs> I'm always watching to make sure there's nothing negative going on on the page. And I yeah. just, I want it to stay fun. And that's why I'm doing like, you know, the daily questions right now. I thought, you know, with the COVID and everything, it would mm-hmm. just be nice to have a change of pace and get to know each other a little bit better. And mm-hmm. I mentioned back when that started that I was going to do a daily challenge and I just never got that rolled out because then there was the sew alongs and all those right. other things that I was doing. So, uh, but I still, it, it doesn't interfere with anything because I just make it fit into my schedule. So, you know, there's times where I'll be sewing up a bag and a couple hours will go by and it's, oh yeah, I should check and I should see, you know, and get some posts approved. And mm-hmm. and the nice thing is, is the members of the community, they're wonderful. I love them mm-hmm. all and they're all very supportive. And, you know, I don't have anybody being like, oh, how come my post isn't approved right now? Like, you know, <laughs> everybody knows that the post, because I've heard that and I've heard before that in other groups, you know, people were getting upset if their posts weren't approved right away. Nothing mm-hmm. to do with sewing. It was not these. Mm-hmm. It was way before I ever did sewing. Um, 
And I thought, you know, it's nice to be able to have that support and to have people understand that, you know, as the admins, you know, and, and the moderators, we all have lives and have other things that are going on. So we may not be able to get to things right away, but we do get to it. And, and I get to it as fast as I can because I'm one of those two that I'm kind of impatient and I like things to be <laughs> done. <laughs> no, you're pretty, you're pretty timely. You're, you're very quick at it. And I think that, um, you know, people notice that and they appreciate it as well in the group. Mm-hmm. It, it, I love it. Like I, yeah. I tell my husband, I'm like, I truly have the best job. And I know I sound so corny when I say, but I do. I, I love what I have with Sarah and Dan. And I always tell Sarah, like, you were my friend first before you were ever my employer. Mm-hmm. And when I talk about her, I don't talk about her as my employer. I find mm-hmm. it very weird to talk about yeah. her in that, yeah. that context. It's uh-huh. like, oh, yeah, she's my employer. But no, she's my friend. And, and I care about her. And, mm-hmm. I, and you know, I, I I love my job. I love the sweetness community. And I always say it, I get far more than I give far more, you know, to be able to go on and help everybody and see these beautiful bags that everybody makes, you know, and I always feel like I'm a broken record because I'm always commenting and saying things. But when I comment, it's always the first thing that comes to my mind is what I type. So whatever comes to my mind is the first thing. So when I see a post and I see a bag, the first thing I think when I see that bag is what I'm going to comment because I want it to be true right I want it to be real to what I was feeling and you know I'm always so proud when someone says look I made my first bag and I'm always like oh I'm so proud like I'm so happy for them I remember that first bag feeling like oh my god I made this look what I made and it's it's celebrated because they're not easy to make they're not I mean they're not not always easy but the fact that you did it so I get I just I get more than I give and there's there's no amount of money that can be put on what I get mentally and emotionally from being able to help everybody. I just, I love to help. That's just who I am. I love to help. I love to teach. I love to, I love it. And, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, it was seamless. I was doing it before and it's like, yeah, I guess it was kind of always crazy and commenting in the group. And <laughs> You were you know, very I involved. These- and I actually think that Sarah and Danny are equally as lucky to have found you in the group because like you said it you know you were just keeping doing what you were doing before um so I just think it was a natural decision I just like when when they announced it I was like of course of course she is a community (laughs) manager (laughs) (laughs) it was was, and you know when Sarah brought it to my attention before and I kept saying no no I I don't know if it was that I was, I was fearful of the change, but you know, when you're fearful of the change and you're like, okay, what's going to happen if that happens? And, yeah. and I was, I didn't want to take something I so enjoyed. And, and because mm-hmm. oftentimes you take something you enjoy and you turn it into a job. For example, it turned out with my cakes. And then you started getting to the point where you're like, this isn't as fun right. as it once was, right? Yeah. It's now, it's now an expectation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, Sarah was like, oh, you know, you're already doing it. And, and then I just felt honored. It was one of those mm-hmm. like, wow, you're asking me to do this. Like you, you trust me, you, you have the confidence in me to do this. And it was, it was one of those, like I felt honored that they were even yeah. considering having me be part of the So Sweetness team. And, well, and sure. I, I take it with pride, yeah. right? I, I don't, mm-hmm. I take it seriously. I'm, I'm very proud. I love my job. And I, I'm a huge supporter of So Sweet, obviously. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge supporter you know, yeah. and people will be like, oh, have you made this bag by this, by this designer? And I'm like, no, can't mm-hmm. say I have, you know, can't say I, you know, yeah. I have, I'm sorry. I have no idea what you're talking about. I always join bag of the month club and I, I, 
the only ones I make is because Tara, I, I'm her friend and I test for her. So OO Creation. And OO Creation. OO Creation. Yeah, uh, O creation. So U H O H creation. Oh, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh oh. Um, it's funny because when you go to her website, it's like uh oh, you found me. Oh, um, that's cute. So I, I do test for her, and but she's she's a friend, so mm-hmm. you know I test for her as well. And that's the only bags I know are theirs, like hers and Sarah's. So if somebody asks me about another pattern, it's like mm-hmm. I have no idea what you're talking about. Like I feel so out of the loop and then people will mention about other groups that I could join and I'm like how did I not know about this group like all these different bag making things where you can get tips and I'm like wow I am really like I need to explore a little bit more but I don't have time for that and you know it'll it'll find me when it does so yeah I I I love my job and I I'm I'm honored that Sarah and Dan trusted me and me to do it I I'm I I I enjoy this it's like the highlight of my day. I love getting up and I love seeing all the work everybody's doing. And I, I, you know, it's an escape from reality because as we were discussing earlier with my disability, you know, it's not always easy. So it's nice to have something positive to focus on and something positive to look forward to mm-hmm. every day. And, you know, sewing and so sweetness are my escape from reality. It's, you know, I can go and I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm thinking about sewing. I'm thinking about what I'm working on. I'm thinking about, you know, what tips and tricks I'm giving people to help them along the way. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I wonder if I'm, I'm annoying to people because I'm always commenting all these tips and stuff. But <laughs> most people, mo- most of the people that have applied are very receptive to it and they enjoy them and they, you know, they find they help. And that's just what I want to do is I can help. Yeah. You know, even one person, I yeah. feel like, you know, I've made a difference. So sure. I'm sure it shows that I love what I do. I have so much fun doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. fun. You're, you're very it. fun. I, yeah. I love it. So, um, <laughs> and- I love it all. Yeah, you, and you, you that excitement exudes and it, it it's infectious to everybody else. And um, I know it's funny that I say that now that we're in this COVID time, but yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, well, it's exactly. a good kind I mean, of infection. It's, <laughs> it's a little bit different right now. Times are kind of crazy, but I mean, yeah. and that's the thing, you know, I, I, you know, the group, I, with me, with COVID, when it hit, I knew there was an anxiety and I thought, I don't want to have that in the group. I don't want people to feel anxious when they come to the group and see that. I want this to be their escape as much as it is an escape for me. So I wanted to keep it directed at bag making and Sarah and keep it very positive and very happy and, mm-hmm. you know, a place because people need that escape right now, right? Oh, you need don't we ever. Better, yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. otherwise we're all going to become alcoholics or something because that's, you know, <laughs> and we don't want that. So, um, I just, I really, my, my focus was always keep it positive, keep it about bags, keep it going, keep it, you know, happy and, mm-hmm. and escape, you know, it's kind of like mm-hmm. a mini vacation when you go to So Sweetness, it's like, you know, it's, it's a, an escape away from reality and everything that's going on in the world, you know, you can come there and feel safe and feel loved by all the members. And- Have you noticed um, any different since, since the pandemic and people, um, some people have are still in a lockdown, but we were in a big lockdown globally, at least, you know, from March to May, probably. Have you noticed people in the group or new, a lot of newer people or people are that are in the group are tend to like have upped their sewing and are making a lot more bags or is there I anything that you've noticed? So I think that it's, it's that more people have time. So now they're getting better acquainted with their machines and people who didn't sew or may have been interested in sewing before decided to take up this new craft, this new hobby and give it a whirl. And I think it's wonderful that mm-hmm. people have ventured into that. And I'm noticing a lot of kids are sewing because now we're home oh. with our kids. We have more time to do it. And I think teaching this kids, kids, this craft and this hobby is wonderful because, you know, 
it's it's a skill that you can you can make clothes you can make you know it's a skill that you can have going forward for the rest of your life and that you you can turn into anything else so I am noticing that you know maybe it's because people have more time and it's wonderful to see that people are having more time and they're able to sit down and and so and you know spend the time with your with your kids even and bond with your kids while sharing your passion like for Mm -hmm. me you know my daughter when she has no interest in sewing at all let's just put that out there she just it's no, my son loves it. He's interested in anything mom does. He wants to do. So mm-hmm. it's wonderful. When my daughter is ready, if she ever is, I will take her and show her. She has shown some interest in, but it's more, um, she's like mom. She likes to organize and clean. So I'm like, go nuts. I oh, love it. Like, you want yeah. to organize and clean my stuff? Hey, I've done something nice. right. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's nice because they'll sit here with me while I'm sewing and they'll ask questions. And my son, you know, he'll, he'll cut threads for me or he'll sit. So it's nice because we get to have that time now that we didn't necessarily have. Life has kind of slowed down, right? For everybody, we've been forced to slow it down. So it's nice that we get to have that time that we didn't necessarily have with our families before. So Mm -hmm. even my husband was sitting, well, he broke his arm, so he was forced to to do that. But, um, (laughs) you know, when COVID first hit, two two days after his birthday, he broke his arm at work. And it was kind of like, happy late birthday. Um, so he, he had no choice. So he was sitting here with me while I sewed and he's like, I think I know more about sewing and patterns and Sarah. And than I ever thought I would have ever, like, there's things you can say to him, <laughs> terminology that probably <laughs> some other people wouldn't know, but he knows. Cause I was like, but I like that. I think, yeah, and yeah. I think that's what both people are is that we're getting to spend mm-hmm. that, that time that we didn't necessarily have before because our lives have sort of been slowed down you know, and now mm-hmm. we're able to spend that time and, and why not teach our children some of these crafts that we enjoy and get to spend that time and share it with them. You're creating memories with them. That's going to last a lifetime. You right. know, these are yeah. never going to forget. Yes. And, and I'm always one that you can't put a price tag on, on time quality, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, money, you know, buying materialistic things only last so long, but memories last forever. Right. Mm-hmm. These are going to have those times with me and enjoy it with me for so long. And they're only the age they're at right now mm-hmm. that they only get older right so every day to me is, is a day to just enjoy and make another memory with them and enjoy that time i mean they drive me nuts i'm not gonna lie <laughs> they're 15 and 13 they're gonna drive me nuts but oh you're you know, teenagers now oh my gosh yeah yeah Aww. they're teenagers now so we're, we're, we're enjoying that but they still, even as teenagers, they still, like I said, my son's 13 and he still, he wants to be with me and he's interested in what I'm doing and sewing. And, mm-hmm. and I love that about him and he doesn't yeah. care. You know, he, 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 he'll tell his friends, yeah, I was sewing with my mom. And Aww. I think it's so awesome that he's not ashamed to say I sewed with my mom. You yeah, know? that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, I, and he loves you know, when he's done a project, I see in his eyes, like the excitement, and it's that same excitement. I still have that same excitement every time I finish a bag or anything. That Me same excitement. Uh huh. Oh my God, I just made that. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. You want to go well, tell everybody is on the street. <laughs> yes. And I just, you know, you look at this bag. I mean, it's it's 3d and you've made this out of practically nothing that's what just amazes me every time it's so cool (laughs) i love it (laughs) you took fabric that was cut in like nice big long strips and you chopped it up into little itty bitty pieces and you like massacred this fabric Uh and then all of a sudden you have this like beautiful and and you know and it's it's like oh my god if i didn't look crazy I'd go run around the neighborhood carrying every bag I've ever made. But then again, I mean, if you saw my bag graveyard, you'd understand the problem I have. I, I really, 
I have a problem. <laughs> I can't go away and have the same bag twice. I can't can't be seen with the same bag for very long. I oh, I have man. a problem. What's your really favorite bag? Do you have a favorite? So my, uh, like that I've made or pattern to make? Or do you want to know both? Uh, both. <laughs> okay. So my favorite bag to make, so sweetness, of course, um, is the Sublime bag. I love okay. that bag. And then, and then the Day Trip Southland Wallet from Minikin Season 2. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Cotton Candy Pouch from Minikin Season 1. And the Paladin Pouch. So okay. I love those. But the top those. is Sublime. Like, Sublime. that's my that I probably can make that with my eyes closed. I love that bag. There's just, <laughs> I'm huge on zippers. I'm huge on pockets. And that's what drew me to it originally was that there's all these pockets and it's like that uh-huh. pocket at the front that I replicated for a Clyde bank to, to make it go through. And ah. it's just, and it's a good size. I mean, although the best fun pet carrier is now Sarah's biggest one. And my husband always jokes saying that that's the size purse I need to carry around because my purses <laughs> are like black holes. There's just so much stuff in there. <laughs> You have this, and I'm like pulling out stuff that is like, where is that coming from? Why is that here? Like, why are socks in your purse? Like, our kids' socks are in your purse. You never know when you're going to need a pair of socks. I know. Um, yeah. So, but that's my all-time favorite to make, and my favorite bag I've ever made. Not shocking, is a sublime bag. Okay. It's, uh, it's pink. It's pink. Uh, Sarah's watermelon faux leather with sugar skulls because I love sugar skulls. Oh yeah. Because you would think it would be something with cats because I love cats, but there's just something about this bag and. I can't get rid of it. And every once in a while I go back and I use it and it's just, I made a whole set, the wallet, the, the stuff out bag. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. working on a sexy pouch that it's been in work for over a year. I think we all have one of those projects sure. that's over yeah. a year. Um, but it's got all the set and all the pieces and I just, I love it. It's my favorite. I will never get rid of it. It's going to be with me. Mm-hmm. I, my kids are like, we might have to bury you with that bag. And I'm like, you <laughs> might just have to, I'll let you know. I'll leave that in my will. Um, but they, it's, There's just something about it that I just, I'm so attracted to and I love it. And I've made many sublime bags, but just that one is my all time favorite. I love the sublime bag, but I love that one the most. I mean, cool. there's other bags that have come close and you're like, Oh, that one might give it a run for money. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, Nope still that one I still love it you know every new pattern Sarah comes out with I'm like might be a run for its money and then I'm like no I still and it's funny because I'll say to people oh, I got this new fabric and guess what I'm making and everybody's always like that's a blind bag I'm like am I really that like you can really read me that well like am I like that obvious and even my kids are like are you making another sublime bag and I'm like really like when my kids know it by name you know uh, that know yeah, you they know it you know like do your, so, do your kids um, like request bags for them that you they want you to make for them? Oh my god, yes. So <laughs> my son is actually worse than my daughter, which is really funny because girls usually like bags. Uh-huh. She likes the small bags. She likes it to be very compact. She doesn't mm-hmm. want big bags. She doesn't want bright designs. She doesn't want you know. But him, he loves like backpacks, and he wants mm-hmm. you know all these. He wants a set. And he. So it's funny because when my daughter asks for a bag. She thinks it's going to be made that day and she'll have it the next day. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but not a machine, although I have done that in the past, that's not going to happen today. And then my son's like, you know, when you get a chance, would you make me like, you know, his EpiPen pouch? I make him one of those mm-hmm. or a new pouch for school or a pencil case or a, mm-hmm. but they love it. Yeah. But I, I love it. You know, I will never mm-hmm. say no when my kids want a bag made. I will never say no. That's Ever. They're lucky. <laughs> they're, they're pretty lucky they, kids. So yeah, people always tell my kids how lucky they are to get anything they want made. And it's like, I, 
I don't know if I make as much for them as it seems, but I do. You know, I try to make them stuff for Christmas. And I make, you know, I've made them both quilts and I've now made my daughter, well, she's got the quilt top. The top quilt's not done yet. It's one of those. I have quilt tops that have been sitting there for five years needing to be finished. I probably won't get to her. She'll, she'll be out of my house and married by the time she gets her quilt top to match her two bedroom. <laughs> That's the joke right now. Like, she'll have well, that when she's married. At least you have quilt tops done. I have quilts that... I have in like, you know, their, their project containers, like already, like all the fabrics are in there. A couple of them are from like sew alongs that I've signed up for, like the Allison Glass one. And it just is not finished. So I, those are like on my to-do list. Like I need to finish these, at least finish these tops. And then once they're tops, you know, it's easier to kind of finish them, at least for me. Are you, are you like me where it's just like, this takes too long? <laughs> I well, need- Instant gratification. Some, some. Well, anytime I do need instant gratification, then I make a bag, mostly a so so sweetness bag, and um, because yeah, sometimes quilt tops just take a long time. And but the other thing is just that I just keep getting these different projects, and I do some commission sewing, so that kind of like bumps stuff out of the way. So um, and then I don't know if it's like this for you, but um, I I let sewing for other people like push sewing for myself off the table. And I'm trying to change that because I I need, I, I hear people so many times saying, oh, I have too many quilts. I have so many quilts. And I'm like, I, we have one in our house because all the other quilts I've made have been either gifts given away or, or commissions. So I don't know if no, it's like that with you. I, I don't have a problem making myself a bag. Um, I always have these wild ideas that, I, oh, I'm going to make a quilt. And I test for Happy Cloud Creations. So I have lots of quilt tops that I've tested for her. And I'm always like, oh, I'm going to make that into a quilt for us. And it's folded up the top in the bin. And it's <laughs> waiting to, you know, be loved. And it's just <laughs> never. And I have some like you where I've started the blocks. And I have the blocks, you know, piece. And I mm-hmm. still have to finish the blocks. And so on. Same thing that I started. And, you know, you just, it mm-hmm. gets pushed aside because something else comes along. You know, it's like. Yeah, I feel like a dog seeing a squirrel. It's like squirrel, you know. Like, I know, me too. I'm like, that. oh my god, it's mm-hmm. distraction, right? It's like right. Sarah comes out with another bag, you know. It's like, oh, I gotta make that now, you know. Like, <laughs> never know. mind what I was working on. That's gonna go pushed away now, yeah. and I'm gonna go this other bag. Like, uh-huh. it's you know, and then all these ideas start going, and mm-hmm. you know, I can't stop. And then it's like, ah, those quilts will be there later, and it's like five mm-hmm. years later or four years later, they're still there. And, and I can't believe I'm like, has it really been five years since I started this? Yeah, time exactly. just goes by so fast. It's way, way too fast. But we're all like, the same, I think. I think the more that we, you know, talk with our, is it in our communities, we all kind of have the same sort of issues. <laughs> we love to make stuff. We all, we all support each other. You yes. know, yeah. I don't say we're enabling, we're supporting. And, you know, my husband's like, you know, one of those quilt tops is mine that you promised for Christmas, like I think it was four years ago now. And I said, I promised it for Christmas. I didn't say what Christmas. <laughs> a good one. Really good one. <laughs> you know, I said Christmas. I never <laughs> specifically said Christmas of whatever. It could be Christmas, you know, 2030 by the time you get it. I mean, you'll well, get it for Christmas. The one quilt that we have completed in this house is my husband's. And he nagged me and nagged me. And it did take me like three years to make it. But um, it got done. And... And I guess it was good that he kept me kind of like sort of on task. I mean, he wouldn't like nag all the time, but it would be like a year went by and he's like, so how's my quilt coming along? 
That's what mine is doing. He's like, so uh, it's getting cold again. You know, winter's coming. I, I need a quilt. And I'm like, that's great. There's blankets upstairs. Go ahead. Go use one of those. Like, <laughs> I'm not ready to finish it yet. I've got, you know, and then Christmas comes along and we get our Christmas sewing. And then it's like after Christmas, we have lots of birthdays in the family. So then I'm doing that. And it's like yeah. it's a very short period of time where I can, you know, sew you a quilt. So I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> I'm not promising the date. I just said Christmas. So whenever I give it to you for Christmas, you'll, you'll be, be very surprised. happy. Yeah. Exactly. Happy. Like, hey, you may not want it by then, but who knows, right? So there's so much more precision involved in mm-hmm. making quilts than yeah. so much more cutting. Wow. There's a lot of cutting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But is. I enjoy it because it's another, you know, it's another creative outlet for me. It and is. it's nice mm-hmm. because it's different than bags, right? It's yeah. Bags. You know, there's all these different skills that you have to know for mm-hmm. both. But I love that I can join, use both skills that I have from big making and quilts to, to do both. Yeah, right? I agree. Yeah, I, I love quilting. I think for me, quilting is for you, bags are f- probably first and then quilting. Yeah. For me, it's quilting and then bags and then apparel. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I keep trying apparel, trying to make garments and I've made a few things. And I just I want to make a hoodie and I, I keep buying all this fabric to make hoodies and and then I go and I open up the pattern that I bought and I look at it and I'm like, I can't do that. Wow, that's really scary. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, oh but God, remember that's... you said that about bags all those years ago. <laughs> exactly. Like my friend, one of my friends, Jennifer, I had had my, I got my surgery and I think it was like two years before I even touched it. And she did a little video with me and we, we Skyped and she showed me how to use it. And I'm like, why was I so afraid of this thing? Yeah. This thing is because the blade, right? You hear the yeah. word, it's got a blade and it cuts and you're like, you make a bowl, a boo boo. Afraid like, of this thing. This thing yeah. is like wow. Like I was making pajama pants with my sewing machine, zigzagging, stitching everything, and use my serger. And I'm like, I can make a pair of pajama pants in like 15 minutes. What was I thinking? It's crazy. I know. I love a serger, and once once you um, like kind of dive into the serger thing and get over the fear. I think we all had. I had it when I was first. Um, my mom had given me a surgery because I said I wanted one. And then you sit there staring at this thing and then trying to look yeah. at the instructions for threading these loopers and you have to get long tweezers out. And I'm like, what? What, <laughs> what am I performing? Exactly surgery? Like every time a thread breaks, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I have to re-thread this thing again. <laughs> but yeah. But now I just, I, I love my surgery. I couldn't like, like you said, pajama yeah. pants are the most fun thing to like zip up on a serger because you can make the yeah. whole thing with the serger. I, I, um, I just I need yeah. to give my serger more love. So, I think when I love it. I might make some pajama pants and give it more love today because it's sort of. I wonder if your machines get jealous of each other. It's like the juicy gets way more attention than all. What does the juicy have that these other machines don't have? You know. <laughs> Yeah, and we're okay. going to talk about your machines and testing and okay. stuff on the Patreon bonus episode. So all my patrons oh. are going to get all that great bonus information. Yeah, but before we go, yeah. on your Instagram, um, you have, you know, a sewing, bag making, quilting, yeah. knitting, crochet, baking, <laughs> and then coffee. And I'm like, yes. This is my sister. <laughs> Love coffee. I don't know. I just had to throw it in there. So I'm like, we have to so talk I about had coffee. Back, last May for Mother's Day, I had a, a plaque made for me. Um, I went to a quilt show and there was a woman who makes all these plaques and it looks like a quilting background. 
And it says, my perfect world is sewing cats and coffee. <laughs> my kids saw that and they're like, uh, you have family too, you know, right? And I'm like, well, that's just a given. Like, I don't need to mention you guys. That's just, you, you're there, you know, you're just part of the perfect Yeah. So that's a given. I, I'm a little bit obsessed with coffee. And it was funny because years ago, I was having some uh, health issues and they had to run some tests. And the doctor's like, you need to cut back on the coffee. And I'm like, you need to know that that's not going to happen. So we'll just keep moving on. And, uh, but I, I, mm-hmm. I, I love coffee. I, you know, I, I, me I too. wonder if it even does uh, anything to me anymore because I drink so much of it. I wonder if it's just one of those, like, I just, I don't know. I don't <laughs> think it really does very much because I can drink a pot of coffee and go lay down and have a nap. No problem. I'm, I'm, my husband's like, I don't know if I should trust mm-hmm. you. You're weird. Cause. I don't know anybody who could do that. Um, but, you know, for a long time, I drank it with cream and sugar. And we were doing all, you know, we were traveling. Back before COVID, we were traveling a lot more. And we have family all over. And we stopped at a Tim Hortons. And I asked for half cream, half sugar. And I guess they thought that meant, like, one, one. Not Usually it's a double, double. And I think they thought I meant a regular. So one cream, one sugar. But I only wanted half. And I got it. And I'm like, this is the most disgusting thing ever. And that's it. I'm going black coffee. Like, I can't handle this. Never thought I'd ever drink black coffee, but I do. So now, now it's like, it's really? funny when you drink black coffee, you notice the difference in taste of coffee. Like you appreciate it more. It's like, cause the sugar in the cream kind of mask your, your, the taste of the coffee. They kind of hide it a bit, but now you notice if the coffee is bitter or, or you just notice the taste of it more. And I quite enjoy it a lot more, which might've been a bad thing to do because I already enjoyed it before. And now it's like, now I enjoy it even more. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, you know, people are like, Oh, what do you drink? And I'm like, they're like, Oh, do you like pop? I'm like, no, do you like this? No, I drink coffee and water. And they're like, that's it. I'm like, that's it. Mostly like I drink a lot of water, but people are just like, I don't like pop. I don't like juice. Coffee. Coffee is my wine. I mean, I like wine. Let's be real. Um, but I like, I like my coffee and, you know, start my day out with a coffee and I'm actually drinking one now and I have to have it in a travel. I know your people who are listening yeah. can't see, but I have a, I have a tra- she has a travel I, mug. I, I, thermal. Thermal, so keeps it warm. It's Costco, but and it's been dropped down flights of stairs numerous times because <laughs> my hands will let go. And that's why I have, I call them my adult sippy cups. Because um, <laughs> I drop things so I can't use a regular mug. My hand will just give out. So this mug has oh, went okay. down flights of stairs and not a single drop of coffee has been spilt. It would, you know, <laughs> I'd probably cry if my coffee spilt, but I do. I love coffee. You know, my <laughs> husband's always like, yeah, we need to cut back on the coffee. And I'm like, you need to cut back on the coffee. I need <laughs> Oh, I'm telling you, but I am even particular about like, I personally, I yeah. love a dark roast. So French roast, Italian roast, like those I love so much. And I mean, I will drink the medium, you know, because all of the, like you said, Tim Hortons. They I, do. I don't know if they have a dark roast, but... Oh, okay. And, but, you know, some places, like even Starbucks, will not brew dark I roast know. after a certain time of the day. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you are like the coffee, you know, 
this per- company of the you know world with the shop on every corner and you will not serve dark roast but i guess so many people don't like dark roast that's probably why they think it's a waste and they they have their you know thing yeah. of like we brew a fresh pot every half hour or something like that, which is good because i it's another way reason why i'm a little coffee snob and my husband tells me that you're so oh you're so snobby but i'm like it, it burns if you leave it on a heat plate and, you know, yeah, sure, it'll keep the coffee warm for two hours, but it'll and keep it warm bitter. and burnt to, like, where you can't drink it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it gives you it's stomach gross. Ache. It's bitter tasting. Like, <laughs> we drink medium roast here, but we yeah. also, like, we have we have our coffee for in the morning. And that, because we're, we like that, we have coffee for morning and coffee for at night. So we have special coffee, Starbucks, that we bought that we had ground up and everything. And we have mm-hmm. Starbucks at night. That's, like, a treat. Because, you know, before COVID, we, our date nights were brew coffee when it was nice out and we'd just go for a drive and we'd go sit and watch sunsets and talk, or we'd go watch by the airport and watch the airplanes take off and we'd bring our own coffee. And then in the winter we go to Starbucks and we, you know, have our coffee there. And so we were like, well, we got to continue with that. So we need to buy a bag of coffee to have for at night, but you're not drinking. You don't want to get sick of your coffee. You know, you don't want to drink your daytime coffee at night. You got to, you want to have changed up a bit. And you know, he, he's very much on the dark roast. He likes the dark roast as well. Like, like he, Oh, but he says the roast. same thing. Yeah. If you leave it on the burner, and I agree, it, it gets that bitter, gross. Yeah, it almost looks like sludge after it, a while. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It, it just ruins it. It ruins the whole flavor profile. And it, it's funny because dark roast people think it's that not. it's so much stronger than the medium, but it's not. It's it's actually I feel like it has a more sweet, chocolatey right. flavor to it. And um, whereas like the medium roast is to me is more bitter and it's funny because harsh tasting. The doctor, when I saw me. the doctor, they were like, well, maybe go to like a blonde roast. And I'm like, okay, I'll try a blonde. And I'm like, that is water. That is coffee pretending to be coffee. That is not happening. Yeah. Not happening. No, nope. not like, happening. It's like decaf. Nope. <laughs> it's like, no, that, I'm not drinking brown flavored water. No, not happening. I need more coffee. I can't actually. There's one decaf. I feel the same with that with you, except for this one. And sometimes I have to to do it because it will keep me up um, <laughs> on, a, on a night that I, if I have to be up in the early in the morning, I will definitely drink this. But Pete's, Pete's French roast decaf is good. Like some, I don't even think you might be able to tell the difference. I mean, you probably could, but it's really I'll close. To, it's we very, have very here. good. So, the, but but there's no other decaf like Starbucks mm-hmm. decaf. No, I, it, this just this Pete. I want to see if you have it here. And if me, we don't, I know who to go to to find out there. to send me some. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like hooking yes, up people. Absolutely. It's like my friend in Florida. I hook her up with so. Tim Hortons coffee, and I'll send her Tim Hortons coffee because she loves it. And it's like, yeah, I'm like the I'm like the coffee dealer. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> Canada Post must be wondering why I'm shipping out so much coffee all the time. You know, because I'll send coffee, and even when I do like the gift exchanges and stuff, I always try to put like I'll put tea. You know, because I can't get little individual packets of coffee, but mm-hmm. I'll put tea or stuff. You know, try to always include something from Horton. Give me coffee, and I'm a happy camper. You yes, know? I know. Me too. And don't even utter a single sound or word to me in the morning. Well, I try to get up before my kids because now that they're off, right, I try to get up and I'll, I'll do what I got to do. And just it's like you, you get your coffee first thing in the morning and you're like, ah, like, you know, you just. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm like that. It, I don't know if you ever saw years ago, it was in the 90s, this TV show called Allie McBeal. But 
she would like cup her first coffee of the day and go into the office and she would cup it in her hands and sniff it. And then she would take the first sip and just be like, ah, and I'm like, that's that's totally me. I do that with that. The first pour and the first sip of coffee is Um, like none other. It's the best. We put our coffee to brew before we get up. (laughs) And it's like you wake up and you smell it and you're like, you know that, remember, I think it was the Folgers commercial, the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. And it's like, it is yes. literally the best yeah. part of waking up is smelling <laughs> that delightfulness. Like, it's just like, it's like, good morning. I tried to do tea and I did do tea for a while, but I just, I don't know. I go back to coffee. and I love tea in the winter. I, that's all I will drink is like, I can drink tea all day and not like caf. I, I'll drink herbal tea. I, I also love the, I mean, I'll love all kinds of tea. The only one tea I don't like really is Ruibos. Um, oh, okay. yes, I know which one you're talking about. Do you do David? Which, tea? and that's herbal. You guys have David? I have, but, and I used to, I used to and um, buy from Tivana, but then they went out of business right. and they used to have this winter berry blend, which my husband even loved so much. It was, was like the most delicious thing ever because um, it was like, it had green tea in there and then it had like some, it was just a very like strawberry, fruity, cranberry. I don't know. It was just this mix, this blend that was just amazing. Like you didn't need to put any honey or anything in there. It was just straight, just just gorgeous tea. And then when they went out of business, we bought like a big bag of it. Oh <laughs> and my they God. made it last. <laughs> You're like, hey, favor um, every cup you have of We were, yeah. Actually, and and her- herbal tea, you have to use twice as much as yeah. like the regular tea. So... It's just like, oh, this isn't really going to last us that long. But yeah, so funny. I, just, I love tea in the fall, winter. So when much. All the teas that David's tea comes out with that I would like when I go in and I test them are ones that have nuts. And I'm like, oh, can't, ha- can't have that here. Oh, because right? yeah. So I'm yeah. like, why do they all have to be so good? But the one I like, and it's funny because it's called cold 911. So you're supposed to have it when you're sick. But I love drinking oh. it anytime. There's, it's Because it, it feels like it opens everything up and it's just got mm-hmm. that soothing feeling to it it's a really mm-hmm. i love it and i, I don't know it might have peppermint in it and it has echinacea. um juniper is it juniper berries i think it has in it i can't don't mm-hmm. hold, I'm, I'm probably totally wrong on that one um but that <laughs> one and then there's another one it's called birthday cake and you're kind of like yay it just it's got the little sprinkles and stuff in it and you're like oh this one it's oh, fun, right it. it's like it's yeah so fun. yeah so i do like those but i still it's like no i gotta have my coffee well, yeah, I, I don't think that it could ever like top coffee for me. It would yeah. definitely coffee would definitely trump tea. But I don't know. I just I still have a huge love for tea um, in the wintertime, fall, winter. That's in the summer. I might just I, I do drink um, unsweetened iced tea. But yeah, again, iced coffee will trump iced tea. <laughs> coffee, caffeine, sewing. I think it's, it's I love you know, it. I always say if they put a truck outside and they wanted to kidnap me, just put free sewing, coffee, and cats, and I'm gone. Like, I'd be there, you know? <laughs> Mine would be sewing, coffee, and dogs. So I'm as crazy about dogs as you are about cats. <laughs> like, if it wasn't for my husband, I'd probably look like, um, is it the Simpsons with the lady with the crazy hair right. and all the cats? Yeah, yeah. That's probably about what I'd look like. Like, it's just one of those me. Where do you see yourself in 10 years or in 30 years? I see myself with tons of cats. <laughs> no, I don't see myself there. But it would be really nice to have more cats because they're just so fluffy and mm-hmm. cute. <laughs> they're really good companions. Yeah. I love I love animals. Yeah, I'm looking at my dog. He's laying right there. So I, I, love, I love all animals. I think animals have a sense on animal lovers. I, they 
yeah. they they can sense whether well if there's fear or like you know they kind of know that you don't like animals I think they sense that so right yeah. it's, it's true because my daughter loves animals and animals tend to go to her mm-hmm. they just doesn't matter where we are you'll be at a zoo they go right up to her to go to the fence to her they just mm-hmm. they know who who is good and who's not right. and I just right animals intuition yeah. you should just always follow mm-hmm. it you know and I have my two crazies that I, they just they just love anybody and it's <laughs> like if you don't like that come to my house you'll fall in love they do tricks like I have pixie does sit she does up she gives kisses so they do like the nose bump <laughs> she'll shake a paw um buddy fetches sits up gives high fives oh wow um I, my husband's like you need a dog and I'm like why I have two cats <laughs> like that do tricks they know that like, they're trained. They know they're not allowed in our kitchen. They know like there's a line that divides the kitchen and they know they're not allowed. In- I mean, let's be real. Cats are cats and they make the rules and they still do what they want. Mm-hmm. So they know they're not allowed in the kitchen. They know they're not allowed on the table. They're very well behaved mm-hmm. cats. But it's like he's always like, you need a dog or you need a, you know, you need to get a, you know, an, an animal that's like you should be training, not a cat. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that we are at a perfect time to just, you know, close it up here because I could talk to you all day, all night. <laughs> it's been fun. I've yeah, fun. it's been a lot of fun. So, I mean, sometimes at, at some points I was like, oh, we're, we're recording. I'm not just having this conversation with my friend. <laughs> I know. You, you just forget, right? Yeah. You just sort of get into yeah. it. You forget it, mm-hmm. even though it's through Skype and yeah. you forget. Yeah. It's, it's not. But that's right? what I wanted for my show. I wanted more conversations with other makers and people who love to do the same thing right. I do. And um, because there's plenty of other podcasts out there that are more business oriented in our, yeah. in our field. So that's, that's just not what I wanted to do. I wanted to talk because you were like, why me on the podcast? I'm like, because. I know. <laughs> I was like, I'm kind of just <laughs> over here and boring. I don't really no, do anything. No, no, like, not at all. And then, you know, when I told my when I told my best friend, she's like, "Oh, I'm so excited!" She's like, "You have so much to share." Yeah, you and do. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we just so I, you. I don't know if you do, but I I would say that most people like us that love to make things, um, sew quilts, make bags. I'm I always love to hear what other. Um, people that do the same thing like to do. I like to just hear about, right. I like to hear about their lives. I like to hear, you know, what they love about what they do exactly. and what they don't. And sometimes we're the same. And sometimes maybe we're a little different because maybe, you know, some people don't like cutting out the fabrics. They like the sewing better. Other people like the cutting out. So it's different. It's it's fun to see the differences and, and how you can learn new things. I'm always looking. To I love learn. hearing everybody's story. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love hearing how they started. Mm-hmm. I love knowing, you know, I love that. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, wow, I really haven't been sewing for that long compared to some people out there. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I've got a lot to do. <laughs> I'm catching up new. <laughs> but so, I, I, I love hearing about other people's journeys and mm-hmm. I, I enjoy it. Me it's too. getting to know each other more, yeah. right? And getting Yeah, absolutely. So I really am, there's there's a level of connection. Yes, that connection is great. Yeah. And especially for yeah. an introvert like myself. So this really, you know, helps me to get out there and to talk with other creatives like me and to get myself out of my, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. An introverted extrovert, and that may sound funny to people, but I really am. I'm an introverted extrovert. Well, so. I would believe the extrovert for sure because. <laughs> <laughs> 
we don't have a problem, you know, just like talking about things that you love and just, especially in the group, I just noticed that you're always, you know, now I didn't know that you had an, in, you know, inhibition to start with, but once you were in there, you were just like in it and going. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's my husband's like, you're stubborn and you're determined. And that's the thing when there's something that I, that I want to do and I want to learn, I go all out. It's mm-hmm. like, got to head first, do it, mm-hmm. get it, know everything. Like, you know, I'll be sitting at night on my phone watching videos of things. And I just, I want to learn. I want to know it all. And if somebody asks a question and I don't know the answer, I'm going to go look for it right. because I'm like, Oh, I wonder what that is. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's go look that up and I'll go look it up. And then it's nice because it's building on my skills and my knowledge right. so that I can help other people later on. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. I, I love it. I'm, I love everything about it. It's, Again, it's learning, right? We're always learning and we're always growing and we always have room. So, yeah. Well, keep doing what you're doing in that So Sweetness group. It's pretty amazing and I love it. And I'm so glad that you came onto the show. So, uh, we'll. Thank you again for having me. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Make and Decorate podcast. The podcast is produced. Recorded and edited by Stephanie Socha. Until next time, have a great day. Bye.